This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. Hello and welcome to Hawkside Guns. I don't uh, know that we have too too much uh to go well, on today I, I, well, but... I'll, look I'll, I'll take credit for this short podcast because um <laughs> sean and i were basically discussing the dis, discuss well disgusting yes but discussing <laughs> the uh foibles of being old people um in which case uh yeah i just figured we needed to share this with the world so i went shooting this weekend and my father outshot me and it was for now he doesn't normally outshoot me with clays and i i normally maintain a good margin above him uh or on our best days i slightly edge him out like if he's having a great day and i'm having a fairly good day i will slightly edge him out well he blew me out of the water this weekend um the scores were just like ridiculous uh because i didn't realize that over 40 changes things when you become injured. <laughs> well, start from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So uh, rewind to a couple of days ago. This would be Friday afternoon. I was waiting for my youngest to get home off the bus. And uh, as I do every day, uh, that is part of my dad duty. I normally try and get home uh, around 430 when they're coming home off the bus and uh, I'm sitting there in the doorway uh, waiting for her because she just gets off the bus like 200 yards I can see the bus come I can see her walk down the sidewalk so I can see her the whole time and I'm sitting there in the doorway with my trusty dog Bolo and uh, we're waiting for the for the girls to come by now my daughter comes in a pack of other little girls who uh, he knows very well they, they do they do travel in packs don't they, they? do uh, even from a very young age they just travel in packs and there's a gaggle of young girls coming coming towards the house and bolo who is a staffy roddy mix he's about 55 pounds of cinder block and about as smart sees the girls now I gotta stop this story to tell you how bolo is bolo loves little girls and they love him, and all of these girls know him because they've all I'm, been at the I'm house. I'm glad you qualified that because that started out somewhat creepy. No, he he they he loves little girls. He he thinks it is his mission in life to knock little girls over and snuffle them and give them kisses and have them pet him and then he'll roll over and have him rub his belly and everything. He loves little girls. It is his job, as far as he's concerned, to see that every little girl pets him and hugs him and tells him he's a good boy. So when he saw them come up the sidewalk and they cleared our yard and he could see them, he bolted off to see them as he normally does. And for whatever reflex I had, I I was going to... Now, I knew what he was going to do. He was going to run to the girls like he always does and run around them and woof and, and snuffle them and all that kind of stuff. Well, I grabbed his collar because I was like, no, just out of reflex. 55 pounds of charging fur missile pulled me <laughs> slightly off the porch. And when it did, uh, we have a brick porch and it kind of, you know, it's like the, the height of a brick, right? Well, my foot hit center arch and then rolled off onto the side as my dog, my faithful dog pulled me off the porch and my foot rolled over and I sprained my ankle. Now, for those of you who are under the age of 40, 
That's no big deal. It's like a day, you know? It's like a day in some ibuprofen and, like, walk it off, right? Well, in your mid-40s, <laughs> it don't work like that. I woke up Saturday. And it, and it, and it sneaks up on you because you, you, you start off with it going, wow, that, that hurts. That's kind of sore. And then you wake up the next morning and try to get out of bed. And it's kind of like, well, that's not going to happen. Oh, man, it was it was it was so much worse. Like the 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 night, you know, the day after I'm like, what the hell did I do? You know, I was I was like hobbling around and stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm not going mi- it, to. It's. It's 65 degrees, sunny, and and we had about a 12 mile an hour wind, crosswind here, at uh, on Saturday. Beautiful shooting weather, right? We had shade. It's just beautiful. I wasn't gonna miss it, so I shoved my coyote paw in a boot and went out shooting. Well, uh, as I found out. Uh, when you're shooting a shotgun, the typical stance, and this is my left foot and I'm right-handed, so it's my lead foot when shooting. And I have found that you kind of need that uh, when you're shooting a shotgun because you kind of lean forward a little bit. That's your natural stance. You kind of put your all your weight on your front foot, which in this case is your left foot, uh, the one that's messed up. Uh, and for and wait a minute, for those who haven't spent time watching gun fails on YouTube, explain to them what happens if you leave the weight on your back foot. Well, as uh, as I have found out, and as as many others have found out, if you don't have a little leaning in, and remember, I'm shooting a 12 gauge shotgun, so uh, what it can do is put you back a little bit. <laughs> Maybe a step or two, or just knock it. If you if you don't get your balance quite right, it'll just knock you over. Well, uh, I spent the day rocking because I had to kind of put a lot of my weight back on my my right foot now, and and baby the the left ankle. So I spent the afternoon rocking back or getting stepped back, <laughs> shooting my own gun. Which was to the delight of my father. I was about to ask how much sympathy. Oh my god! None. Absolutely, <laughs> just ruthless. Oh my god! Missed again, did you, boy? Because it really does throw you. I mean, just your stance. We really will throw your shot now. I normally it, it, it was a between shit and syphilis day. Huh? Oh my god! I mean, I normally shoot about on on an average day. You know, if we've got, you know, crazy clays going, so it's left, right, forward, you know, high, low, you know, straight out, and sometimes rabbits, right? Um, I normally shoot about 75, 80% normally, you know, as far as hits to misses. I'm normally about 70 to 80%. Um, I, I, I bet I hit about 45, 50. I mean, like half. I mean, not even. Uh, and just cackling just laughing oh no he missed oh did you have to step back are you all right son or do you want another go shut up old man (laughs) he loved it Uh, you know because we had the the thrower out there because i can't really throw very well with the hand thrower either because again that takes a step into it to to throw correctly so we had the the power thrower out there i couldn't hit shit there's <laughs> nothing. I mean, I was probably 45, 40% on the day. I mean, it was just it was embarrassing. My fa- it was it was my father's glorious time. You know, he's like, oh, "My time has come," you know, cuz it just happened to be one of those days where 
He wasn't having an asthma attack. He he wasn't he didn't sprain anything. I mean, you got to remember, a man's seventy years old. He didn't sprain anything. He was shooting for the first time because I I traded him my the the Mossberg nine forty, which is a a competition clay shooting gun out of the box. It's quick. It's easy to shoot. It has virtually no recoil. He was killing it all day. He was killing. In fact, he was embarrassing me by doing what we call piece parts. So you hit piece parts. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you throw a clay, you hit it and there's a big chunk. It doesn't dust it entirely. Right. So if you get one of the ones where it doesn't dust it and there's a chunk, you blow the chunk up on your second shot. So break it on the first one, blow another chunk up on your second one. We call that piece parts. Oh, that works. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, no, it's it is super cool. We love doing it. It saves on clays, and it's really impressive because you know uh, the the hardest clay to hit is falling at a weird angle, right? So you have to compensate down and forward, but not as forward as the clay because you've you've changed the director uh, trajectory of it, and it's kind of spiraling, right? It's actually pretty hard to hit, and the the second one. So we call that piece parts, and it's so- it's. So he was having an amazing day. An amazing day. And you were day. having a shit day. Oh, and it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible and embarrassing. And I'm just like, oh, for fun. oh great. That's great. Yeah, great. Oh, peace parts. Peace parts. That's what we have uh, to. The, the best part about this is, is, is I'm the one who forced Sean to record this story, considering the fact that even be, knowing that this was in his back pocket, he signed on with me to do two podcasts today, try to talk his way out of doing one of them, <laughs> going, I don't have anything to talk about. Nothing happened. I enjoyed my shooting day. <laughs> yeah, I, it was it was a terrible day. He's really taken to that 940, though. Uh, that, uh, the Mossberg 940, I don't actually like shooting it. It's um, I've gotten really used to... Uh, the uh, the setups that I have the the SX4 and really the Beretta uh, A300 Ultima they're set up almost exactly the same or at least my my two are and those are really what I like to shoot well the 940 is very thin and it's got a fat but short um uh charging bolt handle and a really uh, uh bolt release that sticks out a lot so I wind up scraping my knuckle on it and I. It, it's one of the things that really annoy me about that gun because it, the way I charge the handle on the Beretta and the SX is the same thing, and it, there's nothing in the way. Well, the uh, the 940, I wind up scraping my knuckle on the damn bolt release, and he doesn't have that problem because he didn't have the habit I do, you know, which is just reach around, curl your finger around it, and yank it, right? He doesn't do that. He's a little more careful with it. Um, so he loves the 940. He's got a little bit smaller hands than my big ass gorilla hands. So he loves the the thinner forend uh, that it has, and he 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 gets along with it like a house on fire. He just loves it. I, I'll admit I've been looking for the tactical version of that. I can't find one yet, but it's I've been it's a for it. really nice shotgun. I don't happen to like to shoot it, but that's ju- that's just literally just personal well, preference. A, a lot of the things that you, that you're talking about not liking are the types of things that I actually like. Right, and and he does too. He loves it. He loves the the way the gate loads, or you know the uh, the ramp loads. It's got a um, 
like a lot of times if you're if you aren't careful about where you put your thumb on some shotguns you can get your thumb stuck in there and it'll bite you a little bit trying to load shells into a 12 gauge and hence the black aces that i have right um it'll it'll bite you a little bit you know it'll snap your finger in there uh the the Mossberg is designed specifically for speed loading so that it can't do that. It pushes your thumb out of the way so that it can't bite your thumb uh, on on load. Uh, he loves that because that's one of the things. Now, I have developed a loading style that, that doesn't let me do that, but it's because of thumb placement, and that's just what I use. It's rendered uh, completely no with the 940 because the 940 doesn't matter where you put your thumb it's going to get you out of the way uh he loves that about the gun uh he loves the the beveled loading uh, uh port he loves i mean there there's really a lot of technology in that gun for the bread for competition we talked about that a while back um that that kind of i i don't know transfers to everything else about it like if you're just you know some idiot in a field shooting skeet with it uh, it works great as well. So, I mean, it doesn't matter kind of what style or, or what level you're at. Uh, the gun performs flawlessly, and it's really easy to clean. So he loves it to death. It is not the format I prefer because I've, I've really gotten the, the, uh, the SX-4 and the Beretta Ultima have really kind of spoiled me on this is how an automatic should work. So I look for that format and everything else that I have, and the 940 is really not built on the same uh, platform or the, the the same, I guess, uh, uh, methodology. It's it's really built for for competition, but it makes a great field gun. But he kicked my butt with it <laughs> all day yesterday. I mean, like just embarrassingly bad. Um, he was shooting from either side, and it took him. I don't know, less than a box of shells to get used to it. And as soon as he did, he's like, are you selling this? <laughs> are you, would you trade for this? You know, so I got the, the Benelli super or the Benelli Nova back, uh, which is a fantastic, uh, pump action gun, uh, that, that I, I enjoyed. It's a little too big for him. Again, I have gorilla hands and my arms are much longer. I'm about two inches taller than my father. Um, not that that's a big, uh, accolade he's i mean i'm 510 and change he's just smaller um but it was just too big for him to really shoot he could shoot it but it was too big for him to he had to really concentrate on it to to shoot very well with it i think the length of pole was just too much and the, it was a lot of barrel for him i think it's a 30 inch barrel it's a lot of barrel and so i got the benelli back and traded it for the mossberg which i didn't like to shoot it's you ever have those guns that are amazing technically on paper, they're just great, and they do function just like they say they do. You just don't like to shoot them. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, like, we, we've we, we've spoken about it before. How you know how, how many of those have gone through? Um, that cycled through this house. Um, <laughs> the, the, the best part about it is is that it's it's funny how people like know me at this point. Because even with the P30, you're, you're sitting there going, I just want first right of refusal. <laughs> That's <laughs> a fantastic ha- gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to let somebody know. I stopped by the, the gun store and somebody else asked me about it. And it was kind of like, no, 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 I really like it. And he's like, just let me know when you're ready. <laughs> yeah, just you just tell me. <laughs> I'm right. like, I'm like, no, no, somebody else already beat you to it. <laughs> 
I just, I mean, it's like you know me. <laughs> he's gonna give that. To, there's good. He's gonna need something else. Is gonna come out, and he's gonna need money, and I'll be there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Although I did stop by. Um, this is this is funny. Uh, so this morning I was going out because I needed some, my, my tennis shoes were like raggedy and worn out. So I was going to stop by Academy to pick up some more. And I took my daughter with me and, um, you know, got a fantastic pair of shoes on sale and everything. It was fantastic. And I was like, you know, I have some money left. <laughs> I have a, uh. Is this the daughter that likes to go to the gun store with you? Yes. Uh, it's the eldest. And, uh, she's like shopping. You know, any kind of sh- she doesn't really care what it is, or even if she's into it, if it's shopping, she wants to go. So she needed new shoes too, and because she kind of outgrew her, so I got her some new shoes and everything. And we were, we did really good. I mean, I think we, you know, we didn't even break like eighty dollars between the two of us. And I'm like, oh, we're we're gonna go over the gun counter. <laughs> you know, like I was I was feeling rich, even though I wasn't. I had just spent you know eighty dollars, but still. I was like, we did great. I expected to be twice that. Let's go look at guns, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, <laughs> you know, like an idiot. So I go over there, and 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 surprisingly enough, we have a brand new uh, academy. You guys have academy sports out there, don't you? Uh, no. Really? Oh, nope. maybe it's just a southern thing or a western thing. Anyway, no, uh, it's uh, it, it it's good old Dick Sporting Goods here. Ah, see, we used to have one of those. I mean, we might actually still one, but we have like 15 academies. Oh, I'm, I'm going to make a wild guess that when Dick's decided that they were going to puss out on the whole firearms thing, that Texas didn't want them anymore. Yeah, kind of. Everybody yeah, stopped so, going. Everybody's like, yeah, fuck it, them. You know? Yeah, so I'm, I'm on the nice liberal East Coast, so. Yeah, we we didn't. They didn't last long here, especially uh, now. We a lot of people went there. Uh when when they were still doing ammunition and guns and they kind of specialized in that as well and then they quit doing that and everybody's like yeah no no and uh you know that's... no i'm not into fishing yeah exactly like i don't need like camping no you know uh well <laughs> I, hey 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 the, the world's coming to an end that camping stuff may actually come in handy no 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 that's when you live like a warlord you know like you you stay in old palaces that you've cleared out and stuff you know like go to ross perot's house and like burn down but, the servants quarters and stuff but and no but but, just but, walk you, away. but you're still gonna need like a propane stove or something like that because oh like, yeah well you know i'll have some of my minions go get that you know it's it's fine uh <laughs> As I become the the warlord all, of the, all, 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 all you need is a banana slinger and a uh, <laughs> thigh highs and a, okay. a nut slinger, yeah, <laughs> circa Zardoz, you know. Uh, <laughs> okay, I have a besides the point. <laughs> okay, you don't know how I did. I came across a tribute to Sean Connery done by Mike Myers on YouTube. <laughs> My man crush deepens. I've seen that. It's fantastic. <laughs> you need a thigh highs and a nut slinger. <laughs> My man crush deepens. The moment, I see, cause, so, see, Zardoz is one of those movies that I block out. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody does. <laughs> so every time it comes back up, it's like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot he actually did do that. <laughs> he, he needed the money at the time. <laughs> so when he's going on and on about all the manly james bond stuff and he's like and then all you needed was a nut slinger 
<laughs> Tie eyes and a nutslinger. <laughs> I couldn't help it. <laughs> it's so good. I, I, I watched that. Uh, uh, I think it was uh, something honors. He, he won a Lifetime Achievement Award, and, and Mike Myers was presenting it because uh, he's a huge Sean Connery fan. And uh, it was it was fantastic. But yes. Uh, anyway, all that to say, we headed over to the gun counter at Academy, which is uh, sort of like a Cabela's. Um, like uh, as soon as Dick's moved out of Texas, I think there might be one or two left in Texas. Uh, as soon in as Austin. they moved, yeah, exactly, one in Austin and one in some other liberal area. But uh, as soon as they moved out, like it 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 paved the way for like Shields and Academy and all that to go. Hey, we sell guns. <laughs> We're cool. And uh, but I found out that Heritage is is basically only shipping to Academy out here. So <gasps> not Cabela's, not anything, not any of that stuff. Heritage ships you know, to I've never Academy. Seen a Heritage revolver in Cabela's. Now that I think of it, no, you probably haven't. I mean, we we get them at the at the gun store, but right. But I've never seen them at Cabela's. You've never seen them at Cabela's. I haven't seen them at Shields. They don't have them at Dick's, but they have them at Academy. So they had like eight Heritage revolvers at the county. Did the they have account. the one? I asked. I'm like, just out of curiosity. And like, there's nobody at the gun counter because we arrived at like 930 or 9 o'clock and they opened like right at opening. And uh, there was nobody at the gun counter. And I'm like, just out of curiosity, <laughs> do you guys happen to have the tactical cowboy revolver? And the guy just starts doing this huge belly laugh, right? And he's like, you've seen it, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen it. Do you guys happen to have one? He goes, you know, we don't. We sold the one we got earlier this month. Oh. We're getting another one next month. If you want... You can put your name down in twenty dollars on it and reserve it. Did you? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I'm like seriously. He goes, oh yeah. You know, he's like, we're on the the schedule. He's like, well, they're only sending this one at a time because the uh, management doesn't think we're going to be able to sell them. It took us like three weeks to sell the first one. Oh, see, it sat there for three weeks and it could have been yours. Three weeks, right? And I'm like. Oh yes, I will put down the twenty dollars. Just Can reserve I just pay it. for it now. Yeah, I was like, just he's like, no, we can't really. Like, if they don't send us one, we we can't like take full payment for it and everything. Because if it takes three months, then it's just sitting here and where it's an open ticket, and we can't do that. But we can do a reservation. And I'm like, okay, cool. Whatever we got to do, just get me this guy. <laughs> he's like, okay. So we did the thing, and and Kayla's like. You're you're buying a gun. You don't even know what I said. No, 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 baby. This is new from the factory. And oh yeah, I am totally gonna get it. I don't care how much it is. You know, like oh, you know she's P50. gonna want it too. Oh yeah. Well, it's the little one who wants the the other heritage revolver I have. But I'm like, this thing is amazing. You know, and it's it retail like a normal heritage revolver right now. Um, like a Rough Rider sells for one seventy nine. This thing's two twenty. So it's not cheap for a heritage long rifle, but still, seriously, I mean, how can you not want that? 
so yeah, I put my reservation down on uh, on the tactical cowboy revolver, and the guy's like, just out of curiosity, uh, not you know, not saying that it's about what are you going to use this for? And I give him the same answer I give everybody. I'm like, what won't I use this for? Oh, it'll be amazing for answering that question. Yeah, exactly. Like. He did essentially what we told everybody, or you know what we've been saying. Everybody would ask, "Why?" <laughs> because <laughs> it's the answer. It's literally the I, I, answer. Actually, you, next time somebody asks you that question, and and because I'm going to ask you about it this next week, because somebody's going to ask you when you talk about it, is I want you to tell them that this is what you're going to be wearing on your hip to kill hogs. <laughs> On the the ranch, you know, uh, yeah, we go shooting at this ranch. There's every once in a while you get one of the feral hogs. I figure this will be perfect. And if you can say it with a straight face, I want to see. I want to hear the response. That the you look get. of horror. You're gonna die. They're gonna kill you. That's just gonna piss them off. You know that, right? And, and then you have to answer with Buana's statement. Everything in North America has hey, been taken with a with twenty-two. Yeah. <laughs> All I gotta do is get them in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, well, I, I have one more thing for this short hawk's eye, and just because it's an ever-changing situation, and it, it just makes me laugh every time I see it. I sent you the article. Your buddy Beto has changed his statement again? on firearms again. Again? He now wants to do a buyback of AR-15s in Texas. Good now, freaking... Look. Now, I, I know your general circles of people that you tend to run in, for most part, are gun people who actually, you know, appreciate the same things that we appreciate. Have you come across anyone in Texas at this point? And I know you live a little bit of a distance from Austin, but anybody in your world at all who who's sitting there going, you know what, I, that guy just got my vote? No. Categorically, <laughs> no. Uh, this is... I, I don't understand. Like, he must be looking at some kind of poll data. Or, he like, every stop he goes to, he must just be changing his mind or something. I don't, I don't know, because he's swung, like, two or three times now on, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not interested in taking anyone's guns, is what he did, like, a couple of months ago. And then, like, the month after that is, like, I didn't say that. And then... You know, like I didn't say on television, which everybody saw him do, like I was looking to take anybody's guns. And then he comes back with, yeah, I'm going to do a buyback of AR-15s. Like, no, I didn't look at this and, one. And the, and the funny thing is, is that there actually is a respectable way that and, and I'm almost afraid to say this because God forbid someone in this world be actually accidentally hear what I'm about to say and suggest it to him and have him run with it and win. But. There is a respectable way to accomplish what he wants to, which is to say, I may pers I'm personally not uh, not in favor of the AR-15. With that said, this is the state of Texas. It is very much gun culture. I would I, I, what I'm going to try to do is to not take everyone's guns away, but what if I get into office, I would like to open up a dialogue to see how we can solve this problem. Now, most of the people are going to go, there isn't a problem. But at the same time, they're not going to go, okay. And the, and he, he might get enough people who just wanted to look a little bit on the left side 
that at least it would make that problem go away. But no, he has to come up with the dumb shit that he does. I, I don't get it. <laughs> like you, you realize this is Texas, right? It Austin is a very, very small part of it, which. Austin is, is like the only left-leaning city or, or surrounding cities or cities with the surrounding area that is democratic. Well, the, you know, you know what, the, what they're thinking they can actually do with Texas, and, and, and there's a reason why it's not going to really honestly work. But what they're thinking they can do with Texas is they look at places like California. They look at places like New York. New York, if you get outside of the cities, is actually quite right-leaning. And yeah. you actually get the same thing in places like Northern California and so forth and such. But the problem is, is that the the that you have those couple of cities that are so populated that it that's where all the votes come from. And they're hoping they can do that with Texas because they're looking at Austin, going that could be L.A. But what they're not realizing is is that no one lives in New York besides living in Manhattan. In California, you not only you don't just have L.A., you also have San Diego, San Jose, uh, San Francisco, and basically any place starting with San. Um, but in Texas, all you have is Austin. You're not going to get Dallas on that. You're not going to get San Antonio on that. You're you're uh, Houston. Yeah, none of them. Galveston. All, all you've got is Austin, and it's so I think someone has done the calculus wrong for Texas. I mean, I think so. I, I mean, like, I don't know anyone who's like, oh, hell yeah, that guy's making sense. Like, nobody, <laughs> nobody's doing that. This is not something that that is a popular mainstream thing in Texas. Like, there's a lot, a lot of AR-15s down here. Now, I don't happen to own one. I, I don't feel the need to have one. I mean, I have rifles. I have, you know, uh, stuff that that I'm sure he wouldn't like. But he's so fixated on these these AKs and ARs, which I think is hysterical. Because it's like, look, dude. There, I mean, there's way more stuff than that. And if you want to look at statistics, handguns are are uh, top the list as as far as. Well, you know, deaths. Have you seen the 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 joking videos about the appendix carried concealed AR? <laughs> no. Oh, I'll come across it again and I'll send it to you. It's it's hilarious. But you've got a guy talking about basically what it is is a video about exactly what you just said. That the reason you get more uh, violence from handguns than you do from ARs is because they're concealable. So what you've got is a guy who has a folding stock AR pistol uh, crammed down the front of his pants appendix style. <laughs> and it is one of the funniest things I've seen. Um, I, I, think it's an, I think it's on one of the um, Instagram things that you and I both follow, which is probably why I haven't sent it to you. Uh, but at the same time, if I come across it again, I'll throw it your way. It, it's hilarious when you see this guy trying to yank a... AR pistol out of the front of his pants, and, and oh, and even though it's actually, let's put it this way, I hope it's not there. The magazine is jokingly crammed up his ass. <laughs> I just, I, it, 
to me, what's happening is is there's the, all this buzz that happens around firearms, and most of the time it's media driven, right? Because the for some reason they fixate on these two types of things, and it, and it has to fit a certain narrative, and it has to 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 be easily explainable. Oh, these are dangerous. Let's just do this. And those get all the, the media play, which is really where this comes from, because media play breeds political intrigue and political intrigue breeds this this upswell of support for these candidates because they're playing off the media fear. And it's but, like this vicious little cycle. But here's the the, 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 the thing, and it's the, the part that's actually really quite interesting. I know that it's not the ones that you hear on the media, because so the ones they show you on the media are the gun nuts going, no, 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 no. If I want to be able to conceal carry my chain gun saw, um, I should be able to do so, damn you. <laughs> uh, but if you actually talk to most firearms enthusiasts, they will all agree that there is a line somewhere. Yeah, we may not all agree on what that line is. No, but there is but, a line. But so, so there is there is a discussion there to be had. There is a compromise to be made somewhere along the line. And as with all compromises, not everybody's going to be happy about it. But it's there to be had if people are willing to have the discussion. The problem is that you just either have the nuts on one side who are going, all of these are bad. Just the fact that anybody even owns in the firearm means that everyone's going to die. And then you've got the other side who wants to, you know, be able to walk into uh, a movie theater with his squad automatic weapon on his shoulder. Yeah, there should be. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I should be able to have grenade launchers. <laughs> a Ma Deuce is fine for home defense. Right. I, you're just like, no, you know, like, no, you have to home. You have to have a home left over after you've defended it. <laughs> You know, like Bert and chill. Yeah, no. Uh, there's there's a, a and there's two types of groups even there, too. Like if you split them, right, there's the, the type where I fall into the group where it's like, OK, as long as we have a, a functioning country, I don't see the need for weapons of war. Right. And. <laughs> and I know that there's a, a, a huge well, because well, and, and and actually that's where the line falls because and we've talked about this on other podcasts before. Y your caveat of as long as there is a functioning country, I know the the reason why I actually do own an AR is because I'm not quite sure that there's going to be a functioning. Country. And see, that's where a lot of guys split, right? Like if you want to talk about far on the other side, a lot of people are like, no, we're preparing for the government to to cave or for the government to turn completely authoritarian. And we're going to need these weapons to start the revolution. Yes, right? I'm, not, I'm not quite that far. There's, but there's I, that I, group I, and I, you know I, who we I, are, you know who they are. Oh, I know exactly who they are. I'm just the one who's on the side of not even, I'm expecting to be part of the revolution, but it's kind of like when Lord humongous shows up at my house, I want to be able to defend myself. Right. And I understand that, okay? It is perfectly acceptable to me to, to want to defend. But I think that that can be done within reason and not go crazy with some of your answers. Like, you don't need a Gatling gun. You know, to, oh, no. To me, I, can't like, 
I don't want to. I don't want to spend that much money every time I pull the trigger. It's <laughs> like, no, no, this needs to be affordable. <laughs> I want to defend myself, but I want to be able to afford to do it. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I can understand why some people, especially now, like look at that situation and go, okay, mm, like I think that this is going to happen, so I need to cover all bases, and we need to start for the the country that we're going to be living in after the government falls. Like there are those people. Um, well, but, but see, even then, and that's why I talk about the fact that not everybody will agree where the line is, but there is a line because, uh, you know, as much as I want to make fun of uncle Joe with the whole, if you don't have nukes and an F 15, you're, you're out of luck. Um, you quite frankly, as an individual, if it gets bad enough out there that you needed a grenade launcher in an RPG, um, yeah, at that point, what's the point? Yeah, you might as I mean, well. If, yeah. if, you, if you needed, it, like, for example, if I need my AR to get to the bunker underneath your property, I, I okay. But if I needed a tank to get me there, I, I, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, you may be screwed, right? Like, let's say, just for for giggles here. That we happened upon a situation where, like the Ukraine is going through right now, where, uh-oh, just to be in Ukraine, you may need an AK-47 just to stay there and stay alive, okay? That is what some of the people here are preparing for. Now, they are preparing for us to do it to ourselves, not a foreign aggressor. They think we're going to do it, right? They're going to send the secret government police out to round everybody up who's free thinking and not thinking like there. That is what a, lar- uh, a, a large contingent of those people think is going to happen in this country in their lifetime. Now, I, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. However, I'm going to say that if they're preparing for that, that's a lot of prep you're going to have to do. Okay, that's that's a whole scenario that I don't think I'm going to make it through anyway. So I'm just going to step down from that and prepare for somebody trying to come into my house. You know, I find that a lot more likely. Somebody trying to come in and do harm to me or my family. I'm preparing for that scenario. Uh, in which case, I, got, I think I got that covered. But... There there are levels, right, that, that people think that they are at. And, I, you know, like like we keep saying, there's a line. I don't know exactly where that is, and I don't know the answers for all of it. But wherever the line gets drawn, there's going to be people who are unhappy with it. Yeah, and it's that, a very that, contentious but, type thing. But but that's my point, is, is that it's a discussion that can be had that's not being had. Yeah, and I think it's something that we need to talk about. Right. And maybe some of this needs to be reevaluated. I don't know. But as a country, we don't seem to be able to, we don't seem to be capable of doing that without letting one extreme or the other run away with the conversation because they're all like, oh, this guy is falling because of X. Right. On both sides of that. Whereas more reasoned, more central thinking people in the middle going, well, that seems extreme. We are, we're just get drawn, just drowned out because we can't have that conversation. And then you got wing nuts like Beto out there going, I'm going to take your guns. <laughs> really? In Texas, you're going to try that? Okay. I mean, I'd have 
picked another state, but I'm sure. wondering whether not he, is he just sitting there thinking third time's the charm? I guess. I mean, I mean, or or, or he and Hillary having conversations, so she's thinking <laughs> the same shit. Uh, fuck, I don't know. Uh, with that said, why don't we cut this one here and we'll move on to the next one and we can bring this th- take this conversation a little further. <laughs> Woohoo! All right. Well, uh, try to shoot on both feet. That's all I'm saying. Uh, if your ankle is messed up and you're in a standing position shooting shotguns, that's going to make it harder to shoot. Uh, just saying. And my obvious recommendation for the week is if you're wondering whether or not you should buy it, grab it. You can always resell it later. Yeah, absolutely. Make that questionable decision. Absolutely. This comes from two heavily addicted addicts who cannot stop buying guns, but you know, that doesn't mean the advice is bad. <laughs> Last one discussing a meme that obviously no one can see. Did you see the one I sent you with regards to the uh, once you've purchased your first $1,000 gun? Absolutely. And I have achieved that achievement. <laughs> achievement <laughs> gun, gun addiction achievement level unlocked. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've done that several times. <laughs> have a wonderful afternoon. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawkseyeguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.